Welcome to Wyoming Pathway to Adventure, places to go and ways to enjoy Wyoming's great outdoors. Brought to you by Wyoming State Parks, Office of Outdoor Recreation. Howdy, this is Pathfinder Bruce Shaliano, and our guest today is Christy Fleming, Chief of Interpretation for the National Park Service, Bighorn Canyon National Recreation Area. Hello, Christy. Hi, Bruce. Can you tell us a bit about the Bighorn Canyon National Recreation Area? Yeah, Bighorn Canyon is located on the Wyoming-Montana border. The access points are from the South District in Lovell, Wyoming, North District in Fort Smith, Montana. It is surrounded by the Crow Reservation. The park was established on October 15, 1966 to provide for public outdoor recreation and use while preserving scenic, scientific, and historic features for public enjoyment. The park is approximately 120 acres with 12,700 acres of lake. And when you go on the lake, you go through five different vegetation zones. The lake and the canyon cut through the Pryor and Bighorn Mountains. Now, what created the lake? So Yellowtail Dam was was built in the 60s and created the lake. Before that, it was a wild river. And what was the purpose of the dam? So the Yellowtail Dam's purpose, main purpose is flooding, which seems appropriate, appropriate for this year. So its main purpose was for for flooding, for flood control, but it also does, also has hydropower, recreation, and irrigation. Uh, speaking of recreation, what can folks do uh, for outdoor recreation? So Bighorn Canyon has a lot of options. There's wakeboarding, water skiing, tubing, kayaking, stand-up powder boarding, hiking, scenic and wildlife viewing, can bicycle all the roads that you can drive on but we don't have any specific side bike trails you can do camping if you want to you can rent boats pontoon boats from either of the marinas either Oka bay marina or horseshoe bend marina horseshoe bend marina hidden treasure charters does two boat tours a day during the summer season at 10 and 2. you can also um, rent kayaks and canoes at Horseshoe Bend as well. I went on that uh, tour last year and uh, it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, one thing that impressed me was um, coming so close to the bighorn sheep uh, mm -hmm. that were coming down to the shore. Yeah, right now that's the only place people have seen the bighorn sheep because they're lambing and so they stayed close to the canyon walls. And so the only place people have seen the sheep right now is either is from the boat on the lake. Now, do most visitors come from the south end? We're near Lovell right now. Uh, do most visitors come there or do they come from Montana? I say our visitors come from a 500 mile radius and they go to both ends. It just depends. When you're at Billings, it's sixes. You can either go to Fort Smith or you can come to Lovell. I think it just depends on which side people are most comfortable with and think is the easiest to get to. But both of them, both ends are beautiful and offer their own unique adventure. Now we talked about bighorn sheep. How many sheep are there 
in the recreation area, roughly? You know, we we usually use the number 120 to 150, but I don't know that that is accurate still. We haven't done a count recently, so I'm not sure what our exact number is. What other kind of wildlife can be found in the recreation area besides sheep? So sheep is one of our top three. The Prior Mountain Wild Horses are our second. People come from all over the world. They have seen the PBS, different PBS documentaries on the wild horses, and they come here specifically for that. And then also I think there's quite a few people that come for birding. The Yellowtail Habitat, which is on the southern part of the park, offers amazing birding opportunities. Um, Peregrine falcons along the canyon are one of the interesting birds that you can see. And then also I think it's kind of fun to watch the pelicans, and I think a lot of visitors are surprised to see pelicans in the desert. They think of it more as an ocean bird. Yeah. You mentioned the south end of the reservoir. How is that different from other areas of the reservoir, and what makes it such a good habitat for birds? So the Yellowtail Habitat is the southern end of the park, it is. It has sections of Park Service, Bureau of Land Management, Bureau of Reclamation, um, and Wyoming Game and Fish. And Wyoming Game and Fish manages it as one of their wildlife habitat units. When the dam was created, the habitat was set aside and ponds were built for bird migration routes. And so the habitat that's all part of the habitat and then there's farming that happens out there and the agreement with the farmer is so much of the the fields have to be a green type field so much of that has to be left behind for wildlife habitat going into the winter Um, so that whole area is set aside and from the initial building planning of the Yelltail Dam for wildlife and habitat Now, in terms of kayaking, I understand you are a big kayaker. I do like to do that. (laughs) Where would someone go uh, to kayak on uh, Yellowtail? So we have a lot of opportunities for that um, on Bighorn Lake. One of the trips that we do when we give public programs is we go from Horseshoe Bend into Crooked Creek and back, and that's a really great couple-hour paddle. Another really good paddle from the level side is to go in at Barry's Landing and paddle around into Medicine Creek, which is a hike-in or boat-in only campsite, and come back. That's about probably about nine miles round trip, um, and it's a good, you know, four or five hours. Um, or you can paddle back there and then camp overnight and then come out. From the North District, from Montana, when Black Canyon is open. Right now, Black Canyon is closed because we have a naughty bear. But when it is open, you can put in an Oak Bay and paddle into Black Canyon, which is about um, seven or eight miles one way. And then you can paddle, stay the night and paddle back out. Or you can paddle to Dayboard 9, which Dayboard 9, so on the lake we have what we call Dayboards, and they're basically navigational signs on the lake that help people to know where they are where they are on the lake. And Dayboard 9, there's a campground there. 
and it's one of my favorite actually campgrounds on the lake because it's a it sticks out into the lake and at night when you get up um, and you crawl out of your tent if the stars are bright enough and there's no moon the stars all by themselves light up the canyon it is it is pretty impressive to be up there at night and so those are two really great paddles on the north end that you can do is this something that um, say somebody was on the way to yellowstone uh, traveling on highway 14a and do on the spur of the moment um, could they go into horseshoe bend marina and rent a kayak and uh, take a paddle yeah yeah we that is one of our visitor center here in Lovell, that's one of the things that we try to inspire people to do because we have a ton of people that don't know about Bighorn Canyon and I call them accidental tourists. They accidentally show up here on their way to Yellowstone and we try and get them to at least spend a half an hour and go up to the overlook and check out Devil's Canyon Overlook. And it's amazing to me how many people, if we can get them to just go that far, stay for hours and come back and say, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was here. It was so unexpected. We're so glad you like convinced us. So yeah, uh, you know, I don't know of anybody that's accidentally ended up at the marina on a kayak, but it could happen. So how many of these accidental tourists do you get? I mean, in terms of percentage of of uh, visitors or, or are, for example, do most visitors come with that intent to visiting uh, Yellowtail or do you, you get a fair number of the folks that just stop in? So I think we have a mixture of, of people. We have, the park gets approximately 250,000 visitors a year. Um, here in the Level Visitor Center, we get about 10,000 people and most of those, I would say about 90% of those are those accidental tourists. They they thought we were a rest area. Um, the building kind of looks like all the Wyoming rest areas, so people stop here. And then once we talk to them and get them out there, then they go out there. But the people that aren't stopping are the locals who already know the lake, who already know what they're doing, so they're going out there anyway. Now, you, you said 250,000 visitors throughout the entire year, and, well, Yellowstone has basically 4 million crammed into three months. Yeah. Uh, and we could do the math there. Where would one find solitude then? Yellowtail or yeah. at Old Faithful? Well, definitely here. I... If you get on a one of our hiking trails, we have 12 hiking trails on the South District and three on the North District. If you get on one of our hiking trails and there's more than one or two other people on there, it's a busy day. Um, you, the, you can go to Devil's Canyon Overlook on the middle of the summer and have four cars out there. We typically do not have a camp. We do typically don't have a parking issue. We can sometimes have a camping issue our campgrounds do fill up on holiday weekends but if you come during the middle of the week it's usually not too hard to find a spot are there any facilities for people who are disabled so we are we're not really great at that but we are working to improve that we do have braille brochures so our park brochure is in braille 
We Most of our park waysides have been recorded and are on our website, so people can go to our website to the accessibility page and find those. We did work with a partner this last winter to get our website totally audio described. We do have graveled trails and with hardened surfaces, the gravel that is compacted at the Two Eagle Interpretive site, at the Kane Town site, and at Devil's Canyon Overlook. And kind of the great thing about Bighorn Canyon is a lot of the wildlife and scenic viewing is very car friendly. So you can see a lot of it just from the car. Great. Now, you're an advisor for the Bighorn Basin Outdoor Recreation Collaborative. What kind of projects is the collaborative working on? So the Bighorn Basin Outdoor Rec Collaborative, they are busy doing a lot of things. The BLM has worked with the group and are making improvements to Donnell's and some of the other local areas around here. They worked with the Forest Service and improved some of the horseback. They worked with them and did that. Um, And currently I'm working with them on the Blue Way project, which is to create a Bighorn River Trail from Thermopolis all the way into Bighorn Lake. But this would be a waterborne trail? Yep, it's a waterborne trail. So you would put in at the Wedding of the Waters. But what is the Wedding of the Waters? So actually the Wedding of the Waters is really important to Bighorn Canyon too. So the Wedding of the Waters is at Thermopolis and it is where the name changes of of the river changes from the Wind River to Bighorn Canyon or to Bighorn. So the river changes from Wind River to Bighorn at the Wedding of the Waters. And the reason that's important for Bighorn Canyon is because of the Crow legend of Big Meadow. Um, basically, there was a young boy who went hunting with his stepfather. Stepfather didn't like him and pushed him off the side of a canyon. Um, left him for dead. Um, He was not, and he was saved by seven bighorn sheep who told him that in return for saving him that he needed to make sure that the river and the mountains and the lake, or the river, the mountains, and the area always needed to be called bighorn or else the crow tribe would perish. And so it's really important, the wetting of the waters for bighorn lake. Now, that was a common practice, uh, especially among uh, fur trappers in the early to mid-19th century. Um, They seemed to change the names when it left a canyon. Uh, For example, uh, the Wind River leaves the uh, Wind River Canyon and then somewhat magically becomes the Bighorn River. Yeah. It's the same river. Yep. Only it's called a different name. So the Blue Way then will run from the Wedding of the Waters all the way to Lovell or Mm -hmm. beyond? Yep. If someone wanted to, they could put in at the Wedding of the Waters in Thermopolis, float the river all the way to Bighorn Canyon. Um, And if they wanted to, they could continue all the way to Yellowtail Dam. It would be quite, quite the adventure, but they could do it. Um, right now, the Blue Way folks are advising people to stop in the at the last place just before Kirby, 
um, because there are three pretty major uh, concrete diversion dams on the Bighorn River. They're really dangerous, and until we can figure out better portages and ways to get around them, we're asking people to get out um, near Kirby and then before the first one and then get back on in Moreland. This is new in development, and the BLM has been really great, and they are looking at places along the river that can be river access camping areas and those kind of things. But right now we're just doing education, and we want to remind people that are going to do that that they need to be respectful of private landowners. Um, In Wyoming, you can float the water, but you aren't supposed to get out of your vehicle, boat, um, along the river, and be respectful of private land ownership. There are several BLM areas and state areas along the river that you can get out on. That is an interesting topic, talking about uh, trespass in terms of uh, floating a river. And the law does allow one to get out of the boat to get over an obstacle. Yes. Of course, not to get out of the boat and sightsee, not to get out of the boat on private land to camp, but only for the purpose of uh, crossing some obstacle in the river. For example, portaging uh, uh, Lowhead Dam, for example. Now, I understand that uh, folks are planning an event to help publicize and educate the public about the Blue Way. Uh, When is that? So that's going to be August 12th. We are still putting together all the details, but there will be press releases and Facebook posts out there to give more information. I know we're looking at um, this June. We had a very wet uh, June. Water levels are are high, and uh, things are a little bit up in the air, so to speak, in terms of uh, where... uh, good put-in points might be, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. uh, the group is waiting a little bit to um, see how the river levels will fare uh, in the coming month. Yeah, I'm sure in August it'll be fine, but right now it's a little dangerous out there. Well, Christy, if you could um, say one thing to somebody, say, from Germany, for example, that was driving their way across America to see Yellowstone, or maybe they're from New York or Virginia, somebody not from Wyoming. What would be the one thing that you could say that would entice folks to come to the Bighorn Recreation Area? It is totally unexpected. I promise you will be surprised by what you find here. That sounds like an inducement in itself. (laughs) Well, thank you for chatting, Christy. Thank you for coming. Have a good day. You too. Join us each week on Wyoming Pathway to Adventure. Your outdoor adventure awaits in Wyoming. Wyoming.